Hello, and welcome to Nevermind the Pain Points, a podcast dedicated to helping you unlock your business challenges. Pulling on our network of clients, partners, experienced employees, and industry experts, we wanted to share with you our views and opinions on common business challenges. As a consulting firm that deals with these pain points on a daily basis, we thought we were well-placed to give insight on addressing these challenges. Enjoy the episode. Hello, my name is Susie Mossman-Monk and I am the in-house performance psychologist here at Clarisys. Today I'm joined by Phoebe Sanders. Hi Phoebe. Hello. So Phoebe is a sport and exercise psychologist who has worked with sports people at the highest level in a range of different sports and most recently she worked with the England women's cricket team. Welcome Phoebe. Thank you so much. And we wanted to get Phoebe in today to discuss one of the most common business challenges which we hear about as consultants and which we also experience and that is around how to develop and maintain high performing teams. From a consulting perspective this is something that we face all the time. The nature of being a consultant means that you often have to form new teams really quickly both with the internal team that you're working with so the Clarisys team from our side but also with the client team so we very much believe that we become a team with the client and that we want to create a high performing team alongside our clients as well. So I guess Phoebe the first area I'd be keen to hear your thoughts on is how do you go about developing a high performing team particularly if you need to do it quickly? I think I'm going to go off piece straight away, so I'm really sorry, really sorry about this. But I think like one of the things that has become, I think, increasingly apparent to me through my career has been that there's a real difference between a team that can perform really well, kind of as a one-off, relative to teams that can perform really well sustainably. And I think it's that second thing that you know we're always looking for in sports teams. And I imagine it's the same with you in consulting. You don't just want to absolutely smash one project. You want to be able to keep going for everyone in that team to keep performing at a really high level throughout and I think one of the really important things that underpins sustainable high performance is psychological safety within teams which sounds a little bit pink and fluffy but to me it's essentially people feeling like they're able to be themselves within that team and this doesn't mean we're 100% nice to each other 100% of the time or you know that everyone has to be the same or anything like that just means that people feel able to bring themselves to that team and that they feel able to give really clear feedback, that communication is really clear and it's honest, um, done kindly always, but that it can be honest, that people feel like they're able to try new things, that they're able to make mistakes and that there won't be bad repercussions to those things. And I think that underpins so many of the really important behaviours that we see when teams are performing well and when they are able to do that over and over again over a long period of time. Nice. I think it was interesting you mentioned that kind of we don't have to be nice to each other all of the time as long as it it comes from a good place. And I think one thing from our side when we're kind of working with clients and, and things like that, obviously you want to be nice, you want to be professional, but you also need to be able to challenge and you need to be able to share different perspectives. And it's important for us at Clarisys, the way that we set up our teams, often you'll have a range of people from different levels, different years of experience different backgrounds and actually we want that in our teams we want that diversity we want those differences of how people think and and the perspectives that people bring I guess interested to see how you would recommend kind of facilitating that kind of psychological safety how do you get a team to feel like they can be themselves they can challenge and and bring some of those differences of of thought and views when it is maybe stressful or or in a, a challenging moment 
So I think it's one of those things where it's really important to get out ahead of it early. This isn't something you want to be trying to do because something's already gone wrong um, and the team already feels like it's disintegrating. It's absolutely not to say that there aren't really positive things you can do at that point, but I think ideally this is something you want to be thinking about as soon as, well, probably actually before a new team is coming together. Because as you say, you know, the I guess the complexities of a team makeup of people bringing different skills, different experiences, you know, sometimes different actually wants, needs, values... Like that's one of the things that makes teams so great and why they're so much you know bigger than the sum of their parts but in order for that to be the case people need to feel able to actually bring those things to bring those kind of unique skills qualities you know whatever else it is and I think part of that is actually you need to talk about these things which I know sounds really kind of Billy basics but I think it is one of the most important things and it's where I definitely see the most things go wrong on the flip side is where people actually aren't having discussions about this kind of thing they're just either a bit scared to or don't want to appear vulnerable which I mean let's face it most of us don't really want to at work because it's really tough and it can be really scary but if we're you know if we're not able to be a bit vulnerable try new things accept that sometimes we're going to fail we just don't get better and I think having those kind of conversations with the team and actually making sure that it's something everybody wants to buy into is incredibly important because for some people that might be a scary new world that they're a bit nervous about and they might need a bit of support in understanding what does it mean to be in a team that's going to operate like this because I think you do need to have everybody on board with understanding okay what we want to be able to do is be able to be clear with each other to be honest with each other and obviously that you know part of that is agreeing ways of working and actually quite literally how is this going to work on a day-to-day basis but also getting that willingness from people that it means that yes absolutely you're going to be you know developed and supported but sometimes it means that you might be challenged Mm -hmm. and that sometimes that could be quite uncomfortable and obviously and that that's going to work two ways so you might be expected to both give and receive feedback positive or negative and that can be really really tough and it's certainly something with teams I work with I've seen people really struggle with sometimes and I think the things that go unsaid are often the things that can really eat away at a team and consequently their performance. And so is that something that you would I guess, proactively go about setting up before a big tournament or before a a big series, a a big game. Is that something that you kind of have discussions with the coach, with the captain? Is it something that more generally you do as a wider team to kind of agree those ways of working? How does that look? So it's definitely something that we try to do more and more. If I'm honest, I think sport is really backwards on this front. I think business psychs are doing this a lot better than lots of sports psychs are at the moment. I think we're catching up. don't think we're brilliant at it yet. Um, and I mean, it's the same in some pockets of business as well, isn't it? That you often get people who are quite resistant to doing this kind of work because there's a bit of a sense of I'm doing my job. Why do you want me to also talk about my feelings and how I'm going to do that job and how I feel about doing my job, which, you know, I can completely understand. But it's definitely something we've been trying to do more and more of. And a lot of it for me is just quite straightforward, encouraging that people don't just have conversations with one specific person so there aren't kind of pockets of information that are just sitting with specific people and I guess specifically for my job I don't really want athletes to be telling me lots of things that they aren't happy talking to the coach about and in this sense I'm not talking necessarily about kind of specifically mental health well-being performance you know it can cut across all of those things but ideally you know my dream scenario is that everyone in an environment feels comfortable sharing similar information with everybody it's not to say that everyone has to be telling everybody everything because I think that's unrealistic and sometimes unhelpful but if it's something important and it's relevant for someone else to know so for example it's relevant for another athlete or a coach to know I really want to help people to have those conversations 
so that you don't end up with little pockets of information sitting with certain people which I just in my experience can really breed kind of miscommunication misunderstandings and discontent so I think that's one of the things that I've tried to do whether sometimes it's through kind of you know set pieces like more formal kind of feedback opportunities I mean having sort of facilitating development conversations essentially between coaches and athletes to set goals and things but sometimes it is just day to day you know if someone's saying to me oh you know I've noticed this this and this and this is annoying me and this is about someone else then I would much rather I can have a conversation that's about okay well how what can we do to help you feel comfortable having that conversation with that person rather than kind of going yeah 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 it's terrible yeah how awful for you because ultimately that doesn't really move anybody forwards yeah that makes sense and I I really like that what you were saying there around not having kind of pockets of information just sitting with individuals or a couple of people within the team I think that's where it can get really easy to um yeah either miscommunication shows up or people start making assumptions around how other people are thinking and feeling and and things like that I guess keen to know from your side so you've obviously worked in some high pressure situations and and times when maybe the team hasn't been performing as well from a, a kind of output perspective how does that shift the dynamic and you know if a project isn't going well or timelines are being missed from a, a business perspective what do you tend to see I guess I, I imagine that those individual conversations maybe get a bit more noisy but also how would you maybe counter that in a situation that is quite challenging stressful high pressured so I think one of the things that I see a lot is people kind of revert to their kind of default setting. Mm-hmm. So if there's someone who tends to not share things very often, they will stop sharing. Yeah. You know, if it's someone who can get a bit kind of louder and a bit more aggressive, they will probably start doing more of that. And that's where I think some of the more helpful behaviours that we see like that good communication and those things can start to slip away and the helpful conversations start to disappear. I think it's when you start to see comments thrown around that are sort of labeled as feedback but actually you know it's people sometimes kind of pointing a finger at someone else or just venting um, and actually not stopping to think about okay is this going to help to move the team forwards Um, and I'm absolutely not saying that people should sacrifice themselves you know in aid of kind of helping the team but I do think it's super important that people can take a moment to think what does the team need from me now And sometimes that might be, you know, what I need to take a bit of a step back personally and look after myself a little bit because actually I'm not in a position to give what I need to give to the team right now. And that's totally valid. And sometimes that can be absolutely the right thing to do. But sometimes it might be, okay, I've got to do something I don't really like or I'm a bit annoyed with someone else. And sometimes you might have to suck it up. You know, there's absolutely, there's some brilliant times to go and have a quite direct conversation with someone, but there's also some terrible times to do that. And when we ourselves are really emotional, we rarely have the constructive conversation that we want to have or certainly I don't if I'm really emotional that's not when I do my best thinking or my best communicating so I think we've got to remember that in high pressure situations we get stupid we do not do our best thinking yeah we, as I already said we don't do our best communicating so I think the best way to deal with that is to plan in advance so to understand when things get really tough where do I go what do I start doing and also understanding what the other people around you start doing so the rest of your team where do they go if things are getting a bit grotty for them what might I be seeing from them what might I be hearing from them but then also what can we do to support them and it's something that particularly through COVID and kind of off the back of that we've spent a lot of time doing with the team is planning ahead of tours and going through all of those questions with them so going okay like what do I look like when things are great what do I look like when things really aren't great what are the things I can be doing to support myself what are the things that other people can be doing to support me? Because, you know, whilst I don't think we should all be completely relying on other people to prop us up, I think there's some really important things that we can do to self-manage. 
equally, if we're working as part of a team, you know, we should have each other's backs and we should be looking out for those things. And it's about knowing the people around you, isn't it? And knowing actually what's going to be helpful for them. Yeah. And I think doing that planning ahead to make sure, okay, we all understand each other. We understand what this could look like if it starts to go south. And also understanding when is that likely to happen? Because I think if you have a heads up that it could be coming, it's so much easier, isn't it, to keep a check on yourself and go, okay, am I am I showing up as the person I want to show up as? Show up as? Yeah. Is there anything I need? Is there anything that the people around me need to help us get through what we recognise is going to be tricky and we recognise what we're going to do to mitigate that? Yeah, nice. I really like that, that you need to understand yourself enough to know what the, those behaviours, maybe the unhelpful behaviours that perhaps show up under pressure in those situations, but also what does that look like for the people around you? And actually, I think sharing that at the start of a project when you're setting up a team, for example, certainly from a, a clarisist perspective i think that's something we encourage and i guess if we're working with client teams it's it's something to look at as well can you share that with your client team so that actually as a team together you know what that looks like and i also like that piece of actually let's be conscious of when some of these things might show up so we know over the life cycle of a project there are likely to be pinch points that are more stressful are more challenging can be more difficult and actually being aware of of those pain moments and and challenges before they happen and ahead of time is is really helpful I think it's interesting what you said from the kind of what you're saying around you need to know yourself and having those kind of honest reflections on yourself and what that might look like I suppose is it do you encourage people to speak to other people to gain that insight is that something that you help people with how do you I guess get people to understand what what their behaviours might be when they are stressed or or in a a difficult situation. You know, I think that's something that we can all be supporting the people around us with. Like, I don't think you need to be a psychologist or someone who has, you know, a similar kind of job title to be able to help people to do that and go through that process or to do it ourselves. You know, this job obviously lends itself to doing more of that kind of work because you have to, to qualify. I think you end up more self-aware than you ever wanted to be, which can be both very helpful and also very unhelpful. But I think... Essentially, all people need is some space to reflect. And, you know, I don't think it needs to be a particularly formal process. I know there are lots of lovely models which will tell you you need to think about this and this and this. But I think ultimately it's just about, you know, after kind of, I guess, significant discussions or moments when you notice that you are experiencing a bit of an emotion, like positive or negative, or, you know, like as you said, after, you know, certain points in a project, you might actually want to do this as almost like a set piece of like, at this point, we're going to reflect. Um, But I think sometimes just taking a moment to go, okay, am I... Am I showing up as I want to show up? And actually, what what are some of the things that led me to you know behave the way I did in that particular action interaction? Whether you feel like actually you nailed it and it was great and you you know were completely authentic, or whether you think actually I was authentic but maybe the other person didn't come out of that feeling great, and just actually taking the time to understand what's what's driving you. I think both kind of throughout I guess throughout your life, like what are the things that are really important to you? Those big underlying values what's really important for you there because that can tell you an awful lot about how you behave in different situations and why certain things will really push your buttons but they might not push your colleagues buttons I think understanding that is really important but then also you know as you alluded to recognizing throughout a project tournament whatever it is what what are the different kind of dynamics at play what are the things that might be kind of buoying you up what are the things that are bringing you down and how might those things be showing up in your day-to-day work Yeah, I think it's interesting you kind of said around that self-awareness piece. So I'm a psychologist, a performance psychologist at Clarisys. And 
for me, I do a, a little check-in each morning just to see how I'm feeling. And that really helps me to be aware of how I might show up. So what are some of the potential more unhelpful behaviors that may be closer to the surface that day, whether that is, okay, I'm actually just knackered. So, you know, I might be a little bit shorter with people today. I might be, you know, my fuse might not be as as long as I would want it to be. Um, and that can really help, as you say, to to really then consider, okay, how do I want to show up? Let's make sure I, I put my best self forwards today. You mentioned values there. And I think kind of understanding what's important to you is is obviously really important to help you to move towards the the behaviors that align to those things would you i guess encourage teams to share their values with each other to to gain some of that insight definitely but i don't think it'd be the very first thing i would do i think sometimes it's a lot safer for people to start with goals because i think that can often be a lot easier to align can't it particularly if you're all working on a project together you would hope that people at least have a similar sort of idea of what you're hoping to get out of the project obviously that might look slightly different for slightly different people But I think that's usually a more straightforward area to start with because it's easy to agree and often people feel a lot more comfortable going, what are we trying to achieve? Because that's the kind of nuts and bolts of what we do every day, isn't it? Yeah. Values, I think, are super important. But if it's not a place that people have gone before, I think it can sometimes feel quite exposing and quite Mm -hmm. confronting to have people going, okay, well, what what are the things that are really important to you? Like, what's guiding you through your life? Like, that's a big question. But often starting from the goals can then be really helpful for you to almost reverse engineer it and go, okay, so... If this is something I want to achieve, what's underneath that? Like, what is it that's that? What's what is it that's important about that for me? Yeah, because much as I think we all like to be invested in our work, you know, winning a tournament is just winning a tournament. You know, it's pretty unlikely that people are doing that just because they want the medal. The medal represents something for them, and it's about understanding, okay, what is it that that goal, that thing that you're looking to achieve or attain, what does that represent to you in terms of what's actually really important to you? Because probably it's not a piece of shiny metal on a string. It's probably something, you know, something underneath that around continuous improvement, for example, or kind of achieving potential. You know, there's all kinds of really interesting things that you can explore if you take take a goal as a starting point. And I think for a team, that often feels like a safer way in. Because, like I said, while psychological safety is really important, I think if we go at these things too hard too soon, mm-hmm. people can really back off and we can achieve completely opposite of what we're trying to do because people start going, okay, that's you've gone too far, that's too invasive, and people then start to really shut down. Yeah. And you almost create the problems that you were trying to avoid. So I think there's a real there's a real art to kind of checking out with people where do we feel comfortable going today and making yeah. sure that everyone buys into that. And I think particularly, I suppose... So the, the dynamic from our side, when you have your Clarissa's team maybe, and then when you're trying to link up and, and create a team with the client, I think that's really helpful to focus on the goals. So what are we trying to achieve as a, as a team? What are the outcomes that we're looking for? And then you can, as you say, go slightly lower level. So then maybe with the, the you know, you have your line manager or your, your engagement lead, whoever's leading the project, you might speak to them about more personal goals. So actually, this is what I would like to get out of this project and align with them on on those kind of things. So as you say, it's not too not too invasive up front. It's it's a conversation that you can build on. And I liked the, the way that you kind of spoke about reflecting on those things as well at, at certain points. So actually taking a, you know, after a pinch point on a project, taking a look at, okay, what were we trying to achieve? How did it go? What could we do better in the future? Having those kind of proactive points of reflecting, sharing and, and learning both with the internal team and also with a with a client team as well is really helpful. 
Okay, so thank you so much for your insight, Phoebe. I guess if you had to, to sign off and say if there was one thing that would help a team to be high performing or to, to kind of continue to be able to be high performing over a long period of time, what's the, the one thing that you can say to people to focus on? I think it almost links back to the point I made right at the very beginning is understanding, are we trying to be a high performing team right now for a short period of time? Or actually, are we looking for this to be sustained high performance? Because I think the behaviours that that then drives are really different. You know, we've all seen people who push really hard for a specific project or to win something and then end up kind of burning out afterwards because actually the behaviours that it leads them to are just not ones that they can sustain. And I think what I'm always looking for is that really healthy approach to going, okay, well, actually, we're looking to do this over a period of time. It's about being as good as we can be for as long as we can be and recognising that within that there's going to be some peaks and troughs. And I think if people can come to a project, you know, or come to a team, understanding that that's what we're looking for and that there's actually there's going to be some bumps along the way, but actually that helps us to perform better. I think that feels like a much healthier way to look at performance than going, right, we're going to go at this really hard, come what may. Yeah, nice. And I think the key thing that I've learned from this is to be proactive about this stuff so get ahead of it don't just wait until you're in the thick of it and and suddenly things are starting to fall apart have these conversations up front so when you're forming that team let's understand what some of those stress behaviors look like let's work out how we can support each other when the you know when we're in a good space rather than waiting as we say until till things are maybe a bit more challenging definitely and i think but also being aware that some people are going to be a bit resistant to having these conversations and that that's okay. It's rubbish talking about things that we're bad at or things that we have done badly or areas of weakness or things that scare us. Broadly, people don't want to do that and that's okay. And I think it's really important to support one another through having those discussions because, as you say, I think that enables us to support ourselves and one another so much more effectively further down the line. But you know, I make it sound really easy because now I'm not surrounded by all the people I have to do this work with. It's really easy to sit in a nice room and say, oh, yeah, just do this, this and this. Like, it's always a bit bumpy. It's always a bit rocky. And, you know, the reality is there's going to be people who buy into this more than others. And that's OK. And I think, yeah, as long as you're, as you say, you've got the right intentions and you're trying to do this stuff as much as possible, that at least sets you up in a better place than perhaps if you're just not thinking about it at all. So thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. Very helpful. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Nevermind the Pain Points. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on your favourite podcasting app or site. We would love your feedback, so please leave a review or drop us an email at podcast at And for more information about us, visit our website, clarisys.com.